Hello, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, Zach. Turn the bass up. <laughs> oh man, it is uh, it is good to be back. Uh, that's a little little rage against the machine for you there. With uh, people of the sun, just kind of makes sense to me uh, since we're going to be talking about uh, colonization in Central America. So uh, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Um, um, I have to say, great job, everybody. Well, most, most, not can't say everybody, but most of you. Uh, the last podcast got 92 listens. What? I feel like uh, maybe, you know, this thing is going to go viral. Let's get to 100. <laughs> so silly. Um, I've gotten a couple of questions that I just kind of, I would like to just answer them now, since hopefully a lot of you are, it seems to be you're listening to this. Um so look, here's, here's the deal, right? Uh, somebody uh, had a couple of questions about pictures on the slideshow. So when you open it up, if you hit view and then present, you'd be able to kind of click through everything and then the pictures will disappear and they'll only show up when they're supposed to. All right, so that would take care of that. I've also had questions about, and this, this is a funny one, right? Uh, questions about, are there questions to answer? Uh, yeah, there are. They're always going to be on the uh, the final slide, okay? Or sometimes there may be a separate ditto that is attached. So you know, if you if you if you ask certain questions, you are giving it away. <laughs> you know, so think about this: you're giving away that you haven't listened and you haven't really looked at much stuff. So you know, at least try and take a look before uh, see see if the answer is there before you start you know looking into these things. Anyway, um, today. Uh, for those of you who have not been in class on Monday and Tuesday, so for the Thursday, Friday people, if you're bored and you'd like to listen to this now and then hear a repeat of it tomorrow, mañana, um, this is it. We're just talking basically about, about where United States history begins. So why don't you open up the uh, slides presentation, okay, European influence, and uh, we're just going to go through it, okay? Where does United States history begin? So there are, you have three options, okay? You have one with the Native Americans crossing the land bridge into Alaska. Um, anthropologists have basically come to the conclusion that the first human beings, the first people, uh, were from either Eastern Africa or the Middle East, something like that, you know, and we're talking thousands and thousands of years ago, a long, long time ago. And then they just started moving, right? You, basically looking to find food and things like that. Uh, the continents may have been closer at the time. There's, you know, the theory of Pangaea uh, that was all one supercontinent at once. And so the people walked over. So should United States history begin with that? A. B. With the uh, first contact between Native Americans and Europeans. So should United States history begin when Christopher Columbus sails across the Atlantic Ocean and he meets up with the native people for the first time. Or, or would you go with letter C, with the American Revolution? Okay, we start off as 13 colonies. And then we're going to fight, you know, the colonists do, for their independence from Britain. Should it be there? Uh, so you just got to pick, right? So you're going to have, again, two basic questions here, just like last time. You just pick one. 
and then explain your answer, why you think it is the way that it should be, okay? There is absolutely no wrong or right answer. Um, I'm going to tell you for us in this class, we're going to start with B, but we're going to get through that real quick. And then next week, we're already going to get into the American Revolution and, uh, you know, all the stuff that happens in Boston with the Tea Party and the, uh, the Boston Massacre. Oh, boy. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get started. Let's, let's look at the beginning. Europe reemerges. So let's do a thousand years of history in less than a minute. There was the Roman Empire. Roman Empire existed. And then due to poor leadership, it falls apart. Bam, 1,000 years. Roman Empire goes from about 500 years BC to about 500 years AD. So there you go, swinging that around the zero century mark, and we have 1,000 years. After the uh, Roman Empire ceases to exist, there is no law and order anywhere, okay? There's no government, there's no police force, there's nothing. And so uh, life basically turns into Grand Theft Auto in real life, all right? Where you have, you know, hey, I'm hungry. I'm going to get me some food. And then people just go and they like would be like, hey, there's a house. I'm going to go and get some food, walk right in, take whatever they wanted. People there would have to fight to defend their, their own. People started to get into like posses and things like that. Uh, and, and that's what it was. It was real tough, real, real, real tough. Kind of like, like The Walking Dead, you know. Uh, if you ever watched that, I used to watch it and then it kind of got stupid in my opinion. But, you know, how they had their little group and then they'd run into other groups of people and some of the groups were friendly and some of them definitely were not. So we have that, okay? Then we have the Crusades happen. It's going to be holy wars that are fought in Europe and in um, the Middle East especially. And from that, we emerge out of the Dark Ages. Okay, now, Isabel and Ferdinand, these two people here, looking handsome, <laughs> right? Uh, Isabel and Ferdinand, they fight a war, right? Well, they're, the, they're at the end of the war, but the war begins against a group called the Moors. The Moors invade Spain in the year 711 goes all the way to 1492, and they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Think about that. 700 and something years of just perpetual fighting. They uh, created what was called the Reconquista, Reconquista, where they were going to push out the Moors, and in 1492, they were finally successful. They had done it, and they're like, all right, awesome. We are the Spanish. We won. We are just so happy, and we are going to make sure this never happens again. And how do they do that? They decide everybody's gone, kicking everybody out. Everyone is gone. Nobody's left, okay? So everyone is removed from Spain who is not Spanish and Catholic. You had to be Spanish. You had to be Catholic. So Jewish people, boom, kicked out, okay? People who were maybe, if there were Protestants there, removed. Muslims, removed. And they had what was called the Spanish Inquisition, where literally, literally, they'd go to homes, right, agents of the government, and they would quiz people on their knowledge of the Bible. Wild, wild, crazy stuff. Um, but this actually happened. It actually, actually happened. Hard to believe, but true. It did actually happen. Um, so why am, I, why am I telling you these stories about stuff that happened in Europe for American history? Well... It's important to understand the kind of people that come here, okay? In 1492, when they win this war and they become this nation that has absolutely uh, no respect and is going to want nothing to do with anybody who, again, is not Spanish and Catholic, those are the first people who come here. 
Christopher Columbus is going to be hired by Isabel and Ferdinand. Uh, he's given three ships and he is sent out across the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Now, think about Christopher Columbus. He has no idea that there is a North, Central, and South America in the way he thought that he was going to sail west and he was going to hit Asia. All right. That was his idea. I'm going to sail, I'm going to hit Asia. For him, his whole goal, and we're going to talk more about Columbus in detail in a couple minutes, but his whole entire goal was to make money. Can't blame the guy, right? I mean, why do you go to college? You know, to get a job, make money. Why do you have a job? To make money. He was just trying to get himself some money, and uh, instead, he stumbles upon the new world. And then later on comes a group of people called the Conquistadors, who are going to bring this just lack of respect for anybody, not Spanish, not Catholic. And they're going to brutalize the people who come here. Okay, let's get back. Let's go to the next slide. Europe reemerges. Okay. Find the Crusades. The nations grow. Very nice. Uh, we have new cities, a new middle class. They're going to look to monarchs in order to protect them. They're going to say, hey, we're kind of tired of living this terrible life. Protect us. We have the Black Plague. You guys learned about that, I believe, in ninth grade. Okay. Uh, starts off, rats are infected, fleas bite the rats, fleas bite the humans, the humans get sick, and the humans die. Great. Wonderful. Terrible. Now, the people who survived this plague ended up with antibodies to it. Okay. So they would not succumb to these diseases. However, when they are introduced to people who do not have these antibodies, kind of like what we have today, right? Um, I don't think we're far along in this whole virus thing to get to that point yet. But it's where if it's in, if we were to all of a sudden, let's just say, find the new islands, right? And we go and we, uh, you know, meet with people on that new island. And, you know, 20 years from now, when the coronavirus has, uh, you know, subsided and now it's like, oh, people, you know, are we're, we're kind of like built up immunity to it. If we were to go to those new people, they could get very sick from us because they would have no immunity. That's what's going to happen. Again, when the Spanish come over, they're going to carry this disease with them. They're carriers for it, which is also going to affect the Native Americans pretty terribly. So Native Americans, next, next slide. Effects of Europe. So before Europeans encounter uh, in America, it's estimated. Now, we really don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I put this number on here. It's a belief. It's not a fact. Okay? It's the best number that we have. That in all of the Americas, North, Central, South America, so from Canada all the way on down to the bottom, Chile, there were 90 million Native Americans. Okay? A lot of them were in Central America. Not where we are here. There were a good amount here, but nowhere is near the number in Central America. For example, you had 20 million estimated, of this 90 million, 20 million were in and around Mexico, okay? Um, now, the Native Americans who were here in North America, where we are, were quite different, okay? When they would go to war with each other, it would only be about 20 to 60 um, soldiers, they called them warriors, and they would fight, but they would fight to like submission, not fight to the ultimate death. In fact, on average, in most of the Native American battles that took place between tribes, only the death count would be somewhere between four and eight people. That's it. Because again, they, they realized, well, if we kill all of the men back then with a hunter and gathering mentality, then who's going to do the hunting, right? So they had this like respect for human life. 
uh, where, hey, if I kill a man, not only am I killing the man, but I'm also going to injure the women and children who are relying on this man to help, uh, you know, provide food and stuff like that. And they didn't want to do that. They, they had a respect for women and kids and things like that. So this is their mentality when the Spanish arrive, okay? Let's talk a little bit about Columbus. So Christopher Columbus, first thing, one of my favorite stories in all of history. This picture that I have here of him, this is the picture, if you Google Columbus of him, this is the picture that's been of Christopher Columbus for a very, very, very long time. Now, the thing about Christopher Columbus is we have no idea what he actually looks like. This picture right here is 100% a figment of a man's imagination. The thing about Columbus is that when Columbus was uh, on his way, I'm sorry, when Columbus died, uh, he was not really considered a very important person. Uh, he had spent 18 years or so in the New World, but they didn't realize at the time of his death that it was a New World. All right? So that picture, about 40 years after his death, they realized, oh, wow, this is not Asia. This is a whole new continent that we didn't even realize existed, or two continents now, as we know, North America and South America. So they went to a portrait maker because portraits used to only be done for people who were of like great importance. They go to a portrait maker and they say, okay, uh, hey, man, Mr. Portrait Maker Man, sir, please draw us a picture of a guy in his 40s who has uh, had a bit of a tough life. And so that is exactly what they do. That's exactly what, what, what happens. So this is literally a picture of something that some guy made up. Okay, we don't even know what he looks like. Myths about him, that he was trying to prove the world was round. Another one, that he discovered the island of Hispaniola. So Hispaniola is the island today that is occupied by both the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Okay, that is where he kind of, you know, makes his home base, home operations. Uh, he becomes the governor of that island. Eventually he gets fired because he was doing a poor job. Now there's a lot of talk about Columbus being a rapist, being a murderer, things like that. Truth be told, as a teacher, as somebody who's studied history for a very long time, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what he did. We know that the people who he opened the door to come did do a lot of that. They brutalized the native people who were here. Uh, but we don't really know about Columbus if he did that. But what we do know is he didn't discover an island where there were already a lot of people living there, right? You can't do that. You can't say, hey, I discovered this. And people are like, uh, no, we've been here for a very, very, very long time. It's kind of silly. Then there's a story that right before he spots land, um, his crew was about to kill him. They, they were on the ship for almost three months. Uh, they were getting tired of it. They didn't know where they were going. They hadn't seen land for almost seven weeks. And they kind of thought that he was taking them to their death. So they were going to throw him overboard. Then all of a sudden, someone says, oh, my God, look at that. It's a bird. And if there's a bird, that means that there's land. So what's the truth about this? Next slide. <laughs> They already knew that the world was a sphere, okay? Renaissance thinkers had already proved that well before he went out on his journey. It actually is probably a reason why he was not as fearful to head out west from uh, Spain into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, again, as I just said, the Native Americans were already here, so you can't discover something when people are there. That's just a little bit silly. And he kept a really good journal. Um, if you're interested, if like you, know, you find this stuff fascinating, uh, there are two books, um, one really which is all made up of a lot of his journal entries. It's called The Conquest of Eden. Uh, real, real interesting stuff in there, if you're interested in reading it. 
Um, and, you know, they actually talk about in there like the Redskins, the whole thing with the Washington Redskins, right? How that was, you know, perceived as being racist. They explain in that book, which was, you know, written down well before there was a Washington Redskins team. Uh, they explain the whole Redskins thing and why they were they were called that. Um, and look, number four, Columbus's goal was really to make money and join the ranks of the noble class. That's what he was looking to do. He wasn't trying to prove anything or prove this. The man was just trying to get himself some money, okay? So what is the impact he has? I'm going to summarize this. He opens the door for the Spanish conquistadors, number two. That is the key, okay? Once he's here, Spain says, okay, let's see if we can extract wealth. And they send their warriors. Why do they have these warriors, these conquistadors? Because remember what we talked about before. They had fought a war. They had fought, fought wars for over 700 years. If that was what our life was like, if we were fighting wars for all that time, wouldn't it change us? Look what's happened in the last six months, right? I mean, wearing masks and stuff like that. People are a little bit more skeptical of each other. You know, it's we've changed in six months. Imagine what 700 years of nonstop fighting would do to you. Um, it would make you really, really tough, really rough around the edges. So who are the Spanish conquistadors? Okay, so first guy that we're going to have, okay, on the next slide. First off, they're all, they're all about glory and gold. They want to make a name for themselves, okay, and they want to make money. So we have Francisco Pizarro. Francisco Pizarro, he goes and he is going to fight against the Incas in Peru. Wipes them out. Absolutely devastates these people. Okay, uh, they were in the Andes Mountains, mostly in Peru and Chile, and he just decimates this entire group of people. There are actually some rock formations there that still on a clear day, because of the, sh the way that they're shaved, will reflect light up into the sky. <laughs> Originally, people thought they were created by aliens. Aliens came here. Look, aliens exist. Then archaeologists said, no, uh, it may have been something for some kind of ritualistic practices. We don't know. The reason why we don't know for sure, all the people who made them were, unfortunately, they lost their lives uh, thanks to these conquistadors. Hernando de Soto, he goes to the Mississippi area, finds buffalo. Mr. Shanko and Mr. Garofalo, please report to your rooms you have a delivery. Uh-oh, got to get that delivery. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or make a phone call. Hey, can somebody pick up my delivery? Anyway. Uh, Juan Ponce de Leon, he is one of my favorite. There have been so many books written about him, so many movies. Um, the most recent of which was the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie where they're searching for the Fountain of Youth. So there's this legend, of course, you probably have heard of it, of a Fountain of Youth existing. Juan Ponce de Leon, he was a conquistador. He comes in, he's, he's really one of the first people to come into the continental United States. He is told about this mystical fountain existing in parts of Florida, northern Florida, where today the city is St. Augustine. So he goes into Florida and he looks for this. And uh, ironically, while he is looking for the fountain of youth, he gets shot by some Native American arrows and he dies. So that is a sad story of Juan Ponce de Leon. Looking for life and extend, he found death. Boo. Francisco Coronado, he finds the uh, Grand Canyon. He is also going to find some buffalo. Um, 
And then he's like, wow, you know, these animals could really, you know, sustain life for a long time as the Native Americans had been, you know, they knew that for a long time before that. So these are just some of the conquistadors. Now, the big one, the ultimo, ultimo conquistador is a man named Hernan Cortez. Okay, Hernan Cortez. And he is going to go and conquer the Aztecs in Mexico. Okay, so conquest of Mexico. He comes along in 1519, all right? So again, you know, you think about that. Christopher Columbus gets here in 1492. It takes some time, 1519, about 28 years later. And uh, he's in Cuba and he hears, you know, he, he's like, I want to make a name for myself. Uh, to be the best, you have to beat the best. So he hears about the Aztecs. The Aztecs had basically taken over all of central Mexico. They were the ruling group that was there. And the Aztecs were all about fighting, okay? They were the tough group uh, of the natives in, in Central America. They, when they would, you know, beat the, their neighboring nations, they would take slaves. Now, they believed uh, that, you know, human sacrifices were needed. They were especially superstitious. They wanted to um, appease the gods to make sure that, you know, they were going to have good rains and stuff like this. So... They would take their slaves and offer human sacrifices. Yep, that's right. They'd kill people. They'd take them up to the top of these temples, which are about three stories high, had a bunch of steps on the way down. They would cut out their hearts, squeeze them until the blood dripped all the way to the bottom step. So these were the kinds of people that Hernan Cortez was on his way to meet. But he's got two things, two things that are going to be of a great advantage to him. One. He has horses. Horses was something that the people in the Americas had never seen before. There were no horses here, okay? And two, he's got this woman uh, who he meets. She was a native slave who, I guess, struck his fancy. In other words, he was like, hey, what's up? You know, how you doing? And uh, they got a romantic relationship. She teaches him the language. So she now help him to understand what people are saying. Uh, even though he would, they would not understand what he was saying. So huge advantage. He goes, he meets up with Moctezuma. Moctezuma was the king of the Aztecs. Moctezuma seeing things he'd never seen before, right? Seeing men in armor, never seen it. Seeing men on horses, had never seen it. In fact, they believed that the soldiers, the conquistadors on the horses were two-headed, six-legged gods that could separate, okay? Uh, also, they'd never seen rifles, right? So, you know, you hold a, a stick, basically, as they perceived it to somebody, pull the trigger, bang, and then that's it. Somebody's life is lost. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So these are the things, again, that, um, you know, we're going to give him tremendous advantage. The, they, the Aztecs were originally just giving him gold, right? Here, take this, take this, take this. This is, this is from us to you, okay? But... He wanted more and more and more. And really, most likely, he wanted to fight against the Aztecs. He asked for more gold, asked for more gold. Eventually, the Aztecs, Moctezuma, he says, no, that's enough. And they attack them. They remove the conquistadors from their city. Well, the conquistadors regroup and they fight back. And as you can see, it only takes about a year. And the uh, Aztecs fall under the control of the Spanish. That's it. Done over. There you go. Okay, so that is really basically the the story of what happens. And, and again, in a in hundred years, the population estimates go from 20 million to 2 million. 
they were absolutely, absolutely decimated. So, final thoughts on this. So the Spanish, yes, they come, they brutalize the Native Americans. In the end, they create a culture known as the Mestizo culture, which is a mixture of the two, okay? <clears throat> and the British, though, when they come, and that's the, really the people who are going to colonize where we live today, they are going to have nothing to do with the Native people. They're going to attack and move them, attack them and move them. They just took the land, pushed them off it. So it's going to be a little bit different. Okay, your assignment, last slide. You've been asked to write an op-ed or opinion editorial piece on Columbus Day. You can choose why we should continue to have it or why we should abandon the holiday. So should we have Columbus Day or not? It's totally up to you, but you have to choose one side or the other and support your response with relevant facts and information. Okay, so you say, yes, we should. So imagine you're like writing this for a newspaper. Um, Columbus Day is Monday in October. I think it's usually the second Monday in October. Uh, it's a day that we celebrate for him coming here. We should continue to celebrate it. Why? Or no, we should abandon this. Why? So that is your assignment. This is uh, basically bringing an end here to our podcast. I hope that you uh, enjoyed it somehow. You know, well, somehow. I hope you enjoyed it a little bit. And uh, yeah, listen, everybody, I hope that you are having a great day. Okay? Have a good one.